Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. And coming up on today's show, we'll be talking women in comedy with my awesome panel of guests, Christina Cusack, Nicole Dixon, Kay Joyce, Bryn Mack, and Olivia Searcy. We're talking improv comedy, stand-up, the process of preparing for both of those forms of comedy, both of which just mind-blowing to me. We also talk about what made them want to pursue comedy as a career, uh, some of their fun experiences, some not-so-fun experiences, and it was just a really fun conversation overall, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it. It's one of the most fun podcasts I've done in a long time. But I do want to say in closing, before we jump right into the roundtable, that there was a bit of an audio issue. So at about the halfway point of the podcast, you'll hear a change in the audio quality. So I do apologize for that, and hopefully we'll get that issue fixed for the next roundtable. And we can't forget our awesome sponsor, Audible. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. They have a ton of books to choose from that you can listen to on the go, from mystery, romance, fiction, nonfiction, gaming, autobiographies, anything you want, Audible has. And if you're always on the go like I am, Audible is a great service to have to be able to continue to read books without having to actually sit down and read a book. And if you want to do that, just go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Derek. Diamond. 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 Experience! Facebook. Yay. Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 168 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. Today we're going to be talking women in comedy and I've got a fantastic panel Woo. joining me yeah. tonight. Uh, first we've got <laughs> Christina Cusack. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Nicole Dixon. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Kay Joyce. Hey guys. Uh, Bryn Mack. Hey. And Olivia Searcy. Hello. So I wanted to start off by asking, um, you know, kind of go down the line a bit and what was it that interested you guys in comedy? Like, what what was your initial exposure to it, and what made you want to pursue it as a career? Um, okay. Yeah. Well, um, I kind of got into improv comedy by accident. Um, I grew up, uh, you know, watching Whose Line Is It Anyway. Um, I do love stand-up comedy, um, although that's not my arena, but I... I've just always been a fan of laughing. So um, I think I was looking for stuff to do in Pensacola and I found out we had a improv troupe here and I decided to come to a few of the performances. And uh, after one of the performances, they said they had an open workshop for the public. So I just decided to go. And then afterward, uh, Debbie Kuhn, our leader, approached me and uh, asked if I wanted to stay and rehearse with them. And that was uh, a little more than three years ago. And so, yeah, I don't know. I've just been really weird my whole life, and it kind of worked out. <laughs> it did. It just worked out well that um, that my strange, twisted sense of humor um, could mesh with other people's strange, twisted senses of humor. So that's kind of how I got into it. And uh, it, um, not to sound like I'm in a cult, but it kind of, I mean, I am. It changed my life. It did. It I know. No, it literally changed my life. It, it changed 
yeah, yeah, I don't actually, but uh, but yeah, no, it, it changed uh, the way I communicate with other people, uh, with my family, in professional settings, scholastic settings, whatever. It's just been a really amazing life skill kind of thing. So, yep. yeah. and not Scientology, right? No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> <Provetology>. <laughs> Yes. It's funny you mentioned whose line is it anyway, because that's my all-time favorite show. Yeah. Oh god, it's, yeah. it's, it, so, it's good. so good. The concept is genius. Uh, I remember uh, Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood actually came to town here several years ago. I saw them. Yeah. And, and they were unbelievable. Oh, and just the yeah. two of them. Yeah, they yeah. were incredible together. Uh, Debbie actually got brought up on stage for that show. No really? way. Oh, Sid, Sid Kuhn. Of course. Shout out to Sid yeah. Kuhn. Her brother. Uh, loves to tell that story, actually, uh, about how Debbie got brought up on stage with them. So shout out to Debbie and Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood. Ooh, in the same sentence, you're welcome, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So... Um, I also uh, got into improv comedy in a weird way. I was uh, 17 years old, and I was going to a performing arts high school in uh, South Florida, Dillard School of Performing Arts. And um, I, my friend Milo, uh, and if, if he ever listens to this, it's going to be funny, but my friend Milo um, wanted to audition for this improv troupe that was, that was in town. It was a professional improv troupe, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, come with me, come with me. I, I, need, I need a friend. And, and I went with him on all his adventures. And so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come with you. I like improv. And we both auditioned, and I got in, and he didn't. Oh. Sorry, you, Milo. Milo. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, and it was really fun. And I was 17, and it was the first time really doing improv in a, in a professional setting. And uh, I learned a lot from the guys there. Uh, it was a group called um, Comics Anonymous. And... Uh, I, I figured out about a year and a half into the into the experience why I was a 17-year-old girl in this troupe because all of the comedians were 20-something-year-old men. But it took me a minute to figure it out, but they were all very respectful, more or less. And, uh, but it was, it was a great training ground. And so from there, um, because I'm an educator and an actor and, and all of these things, I went on and started a bunch of different improv troops wherever I went. Uh, I started a troupe in Gainesville, Florida called People Chow with my friend Dana Lagna, who's now running his own troupe called Free Range Improv up in Annapolis. They're doing amazing. Um, and uh, then I moved to Tokyo and uh, got involved with a troupe called Spontaneous Confusion there. And uh, one of our members, Natasha Rothwell, is actually on Saturday Night Live now, which is kind of wow. crazy. Wow, yeah, so amazing. shout out to Natasha. Yeah. And Chris Wells runs that, and he's fantastic. And so then um, when I was in Tokyo, uh, before I was in Tokyo, I'm, I was here in um, Pensacola. So I went from Tokyo to Pensacola, blah, blah, blah. And so the first time I was in Tokyo, I wasn't in, in, in spontaneous confusion. Uh, I was in some other things. But then I moved here to Pensacola, and um, Eric Wartendike who is a guy that some people know. Uh, he's a, he was a, a um, finance guy at the Sanger. Anyways, he was starting this thing that was like a, a weekly get-together for comedy people in Pensacola. Yeah, and, but it was just like a club. Like an artist. Like yeah, yeah, like an artist thing, and we would like work out, like, like comedy gym. Oh, and cool. uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of cool. And so I went, and, and I went a couple times, and Mario Sieri, who's now directing Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dream about PLT, was in it, and, and, and uh, Eric, and a couple other people. And so I went, and I was like, oh, this is fun. Oh, like this. And then I was like, so like four or five times, and then I was like, wait, you guys don't perform? And they were like, no. And I was like, 
Yeah, yeah no, you need to you need to make money at this. This is the whole point. Like, what are you doing? And so Eric very generously was like, dude, you you want to perform improv comedy in Pensacola? Do it. And so he gave me the troupe. He was like, here's improbable cause. And I was like, yay. I Wait, even... so you didn't come up with the name? No. I Eric always thought Warnke you did. came up with the name improbable cause. It, was, it, it is. It's essential improv history. And so then... Um, so then I, st- I started uh, the, the performance part of Improbable Cause. And then Debbie came on board about six months later because Debbie came from a troupe in Fort Walton, I want to say. Something like Broken Eggs or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't It was actually a French cat. It was, it was <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Broken Eggs. I don't know, even know if that was really recalled, but she was part of that group. And so she came and she was like, oh, you guys are fun. Not that the other group wasn't. They were great, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, no, so she came and, and she was like, I want to do this. So she really, uh, formed the backbone of, of IC and, um, came with a lot of, of her own knowledge, which was great. So then it wasn't just me. And then we got a bunch of UWF kids to come and join us, Riso and Jason and Tito and on all the old school kids. And, um, they all joined and we started doing that. And then I left and went back to Japan and I gave it to Debbie and Darren. And I said, here, take the troop, please. I don't know what to do with it. I'm leaving. And Debbie took it and ran with it for 11 years now. And it's a highly successful improv troupe. We just had a sold out show that, that was ridiculously awesome. successful. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but the interesting thing about the improv troupe and the reason I wanted to do this comedy roundtable and, and Derek agreed so generously was that the, the IC troupe is mostly women. Um, which is weird for improv comedy. It's it's weird for, for any comedy, comedy in general. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and really, really ridiculously talented women. And and so I wanted to to feature that and and the uh, the stand up comedians here in Pensacola as well because Woo-hoo. you guys do awesome work as well. And so I thought it was important that <laughs> Pensacola knows that women in comedy in Pensacola rock. rock. Yeah. That was really dorky. <laughs> cool. We were. All, I'm 44. Um, so I'm gonna let Kay take over from now because oh she's a millennial. I'm cool. I, I voted for Bernie Sanders. You got a Jeff Goldblum shirt on. I got a Jeff Goldblum shirt. That's trendy. Real quick, I just noticed a minute ago that my mic is off. Uh, now it's on. Is it picking up? Now? Yay! Yes. Yeah, you're okay, good. Okay, great. Cool. Uh, wonderful. Um, I think my story is closer to Christina's. Um, I was in a military family, so I moved around a lot. Um, I was actually homeschooled, so I didn't get a lot of the exposure that a lot of other kids did. But um, I loved comedy. I watched a lot of like screwball comedies and some of the darker stuff, too. A lot of Monty Python growing up. Whose Line? Absolutely friggin' loved it. Um, just a lot of stuff. So I always, and I would always, I'm the oldest in my family, and I always try to make a point of telling like these crazy jokes and stories to entertain my little uh, siblings. Um, as I, uh, well, really, all since from like uh, elementary school, I would do a lot of theater camps at Pensacola Little Theater, because this is probably where I've lived the longest in Pensacola. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometime in high school, I actually joined Lab Rats. And what that is, is um, Improbable Cause, the group that we over here are in. Um, Debbie and Debbie Kuhn and Bill Whalen, who are now running that troupe, uh, also had a class for teenagers on the side, which incidentally, uh, Christina and myself now run. So, Yay. yay. So, uh, but at the time, um, I was a student of Lab Rats. I had never done improv before. I'd never really done comedy before. Um, I was a shy little 
dorky little fuck of a person, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and I a dorky do. little fuck of dorky a person. Dorky little fuck. <laughs> dorky little fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toilet potato. It wasn't Canadian. But no, I can't do I'm it. Irish, sorry. I'll try. Uh, no, and I was, you know, kind of a scared, gangly little kid, and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I guess they saw something in me. Um, they had me stick with it. I grew to love it, and... Um, Eventually, I wasn't able to continue doing it just because it was a little tight financially from my family. I'm from a big family. So um, since I wasn't able to do lab rats after a couple semesters, um, I was like, well, fuck it. I want to keep going. So I uh, actually went out to Gulf Shores. Um, there is a little community theater out there. I think it's called South Baldwin Community Theater. And we used to do a lot of shows and stuff there. I decided that I wanted to do something with improv and also something that would look good to colleges because I was starting to apply at the time. So um, I actually started my own uh, improv troupe. I think it was what? called um, Random Acts of Improv. Don't laugh at me. I was, oh I was God, like 15. I, I like that name. That was good. <laughs> so because I wanted to teach and I, I wanted to keep doing it. But since I didn't have anyone to teach me because I was too friggin' poor, I'm like, well, <laughs> I'll teach somebody else. So um, I made it like an after school program for a lot of kids. Um, a couple of them were like really conservative, like evangelical types who were not about it. But, um, you know, we had a little show and I did that for a semester. That is such it, a wonderful experience. Yeah, I guess no, we talk really a lot about is. that. Um, I had a lot of fun doing that. And then I went to college and in freshman year, I um, went to Pensacon and Debbie and Bill were there and I met up with them once again and they were watching some other improv show that a couple of our members who are now in IC were involved in so I came up and I was like hey do you remember me I used to do lab rats with you guys that was so much fun they're like oh my god hell yeah we remember you that's awesome and I was sort of like so is this still a thing I can get involved in and they're like yes 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 start coming to improbable cause rehearsals so I started coming to um, Improbable Cause Rehearsals, and four years later, I am doing shows with them all the time. I've been doing a lot of other local um, film and theater in the area, but um, Improbable Cause has become one of the most rewarding things. Again, uh, I assist uh, Christina. Now we have taken over Lab Rats and are teaching it. Um, I'm about to start teaching sort of an elementary school version of uh, Lab Rats for younger kids who are just starting improv but not quite at that level yet. So I'm back into teaching it once again, but I'm doing improv comedy it keeps me on my toes as a performer in both a dramatic and a comedic sense just because mm -hmm. it's exercising every muscle i love it i love making people laugh and i love the support and i'm going to get like a little hammy here and i'm just going to dive headfirst into accepting that i'm in a cult um <laughs> <laughs> genuinely as adult as an adult i believe that almost everything right now that is good in my life has come either um directly or indirectly from being involved in improv. All my friends, all my emotional support, uh, my job, all my loved ones. Uh, I was one of the weirdos who got the IC tattoo. Like, uh, it is it, Improv has genuinely <laughs> changed my life and given me a family and support that I never thought I could find. And also sometimes I make the faha funny jokes sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you I do make a the very good job. people do them. a chuckle. So, uh, so uh, to piggyback on that, um, one of the things <laughs> that's funny that reminds me of another sketch thing but never mind um, to sloth climb on that idea uh, no so to piggyback you, remember, you know what I'm talking about no, oh it's so I'm funny sorry. it's called uh, never mind um, so uh, oh I just wanted to to, to give a, a shout out to, to Bill and Debbie and um, to say that, that the training that you get at Improbable Cause with, Dylan, with Bill phenomenal. and Debbie um, specifically 
and the way they train the lab rats and, and now you guys are training the lab rats is is indispensable uh yeah. you know the the training that you receive when you work out with the improv troupe is training not only for comedy but but for life i, I mean it's as, as ridiculous as that sounds it's communication skills. um it's oh, yeah. communication yeah. skills it's thinking on your feet it's critical thinking it's it's uh, object work you know pantomime there there's so many different areas learning well, how to listen learning how to listen yeah. yeah and especially just for an actor which which is my primary vocation um for an actor it's it's there's no other training like it. And, uh, and so I just wanted to really thank Debbie and Bill in this moment for continuing IC and, and having it become what, it, what it's become. To piggyback on that before I head it off to Brynn, <laughs> before I give it off to Brynn, because I know I'm being a hog. Um, yeah, I had all kinds of crazy mental illness, but I, um, I had horrible, crippling social anxiety, mm-hmm. and I could barely talk to anybody. And now, of course, there's like years of therapy and medication on top of that as well. <laughs> that said, um, not only did it teach me how to active listen, uh, being an improv, but it also helped me learn how to communicate um, and helped me learn how not to be afraid of myself or shit on myself. Um, learn how to talk because uh, life is improv, and I know that sounds super lame, but literally you have no idea what's going to fly in your face at any second. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps you be ready to yes and to accept anything. So it... Again, this literally has changed my life because it's made me uh, turn from this like little gremlin into somebody who can actually like talk to people. You've yes anded your life. I yes anded my whole life. To piggyback off of that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go get another but, yeah. Yeah. No. but no, Bill no. and Debbie, uh, you guys are like a second set of parents to me. I love you with all of my heart and thank you so much. And you're not I here, Debbie. You. And you're not here. What, you're the, a wench. what the fuck? No. <laughs> that's all right. We love you. We love you. I love you. In a wenchy way. But it's interesting you say that, though, you having comedy as an outlet and a way to kind of get over your social anxieties. I mean, that's that's what the podcast is for me, because I I dealt I dealt I dealt with, you know, that in high school and even in college. And it forces me to communicate with people, to listen, to come up with, you know, questions to ask and things like that. So it's it's good to have an outlet that kind of makes you do that in a way. Yeah. Oh, I just went like straight away like to just like look at the camera and say guys my friends and family if you never see me again it's because I've been drafted into an improv cult <laughs> <laughs> well yes and <laughs> try and get me back or don't it's fine <laughs> she'll have a She's tattoo, yeah, have a tattoo we'll brand her <laughs> um, <laughs> I love you baby um no I came from like you a, a big family like big Irish Catholic family okay. yeah I've got four brothers and sisters I have like 30 first cousins <laughs> and so you know being a little ham as a kid was like the only way that you could get attention, attention. so it was like we would all ham it up and we I am lucky because my dad was a huge not just a history buff but a movie buff so we would watch Mon- Monty Python we were huge into Kids in the Hall oh, which yes. was like yes. Kids in the so Hall Canadians formative. Dave Foley tried to have sex with me once <gasps> oh my god oh. Uh, wow. shout out to Dave, Dave Foley. Foley nice try yeah. Good wow job. I wanted to um, my friend wouldn't let me oh, it's oh. oh. boo on you friend wow. let her love David Foley it's fine <laughs> 
It was for the best. Um, yeah. So I don't you know, know if David like, Foley thinks that. No, no anyways, go on. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was in prime form then. So, Girl, um, you're in prime form now. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you are working that shirt. So, yeah, this plaid, plaid shirt. Um, ever since so I had a baby. Yeah. Shirts, yeah, we wear plaid shirts. We wear shirts <laughs> Oh, that's your shirts. cult thing. Yeah, oh, that's that makes we sense. And shirts over oh. shirts. That's what we do. Um, But yeah, so my brothers and sisters, we were all sort of little hams. And so we got into theater very young, but like old school Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. Church Lady. Oh, God. uh, We would all. On the like the characters. Exactly. The character work that they did was amazing. And we would all just like sit around the dinner table. And my parents like wanted to throw us in a river because we would all just do bush impressions all night. Oh, that's so And they like, and my dad is such a liberal. He's like, God, oh, man. Because we like, can do it. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> and like, that also turns into Ross Perot. So it was oh like, God. from a very young age, we were all just like, we're always on, all of us. Uh-huh. And so we got involved in theater and I've been in like, a hundred musicals yeah. like yeah. I you know because that's where I out. first met you was in theater yeah it was in theater yeah. yeah and so I actually in high school was in an improv troupe cool. in California they it's it's a it's comedy sports oh yeah yeah yeah. so I'm like it's comedy sports you're like yeah we're improv people we understand <laughs> I was like I don't know if you sports. know or, or it can be or it could be <laughs> I.O. or it could be shout out to Tim blah, and Eric. Blah, blah. exactly yeah but so we would, um, we had a team and we would compete against other high schools yep. and go to festivals um, and stuff like that. Cool. So, and then I also did theater and um, doing stand-up sort of came as like a natural progression mm-hmm. of copying other people's stand-up, which is, I think maybe you'll agree, like how you sort of start is that you start mimicking people's jokes and then mm-hmm. you think, oh, I could, I could do my own jokes you know yeah. i'm so, smart i can come yeah, up can, with my I own material yeah, and experience yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so in in i'm from southern california i grew up in orange county and then i went to college in san diego and the comedy out there is the availability to it is amazing it is also fucking cut throat oh i imagine that's yeah, what like groundlings and all those you, things it is trial yeah. by fire so when you go to an open mic it's this is something that i love about the pensacola community and the comedy and the stand-up especially is that back porch has created this very amazing supportive you know environment where people can come and they can fail and they can come back in la it is not like that if you go and you fail that's it oh, they're wow. not even an open you have to get booked to do an open mic what yeah and yeah wow you're the amount of stress that you have on you is intense so i feel like if i hadn't had all those years of theater training Mm. to sort of like even if you fuck because that is the one thing that i can tell people about stand-up is no matter how you feel inside no matter how you feel it's going keep your face up and keep going like keep your cool so that sort of theater training and the improv training helped me sort of be able to connect with audiences and stay which on is my so toes. important so which is important. so important reading your audience is so especially yeah. in stand-up it's so important especially in the south when everyone's drunk because oh. it's like two dollar you call it and uh <laughs> shout yeah. out to the south like, for having exactly. cheap booze yeah yes. and hating women thank you south um yeah yeah cheers so, oh, hey, cheers free booze oh, in this yeah. case be better yeah. to my thank you thank you derek so, and especially being a woman, is, and I, this sounds sort of cliche now, but when I, I've been doing stand-up for about 10 years. Wow. Go, girl. So, um, yeah. So, I started in my early 20s, mm-hmm. and when you walked up 
as a woman, people would roll their eyes. Oh yeah, or roll their eyes or cat call or yeah, do whatever. And that yeah, that still happens to me. Like oh, my best I know, set I've seen is your about set. someone yeah. catcalling me, and so it's just people would just be like, "Women aren't funny," and that was that was a funny. Thing oh no, to say. and that's that's a standard idea is that women aren't funny. Exactly. I agree. And back then, it was like early two thousands. It was funny for people to do sets about how women weren't funny. So there were nights where I would have to go up after someone who had done a whole set about how well, it's just women just aren't funny. Why are you trying? Why are you trying to do this? Right. And like comics that we know today, like back then we're doing sets about how it's just women just shouldn't try. They're just not funny. And so coming up and obviously that's a shitty thing to have happen, but having to sort of come through that Mm -hmm. made me sharper it made Mm -hmm. me harder and i it made me rougher i feel like a little more protected but then also a little bit more of you know i knew that i had to go up there and perform and you know so i put a lot of pressure on myself but it also trained me like the roller derby of comedy exactly yes Yes, the roller derby of stand-up comedy so um yeah doing mics in la and stuff and you get into a groove and eventually you meet other women that are also great but Mm -hmm. it's it's difficult and having that solid foundation of you know theater and doing improv and just you know knowing that I was like, you know, doing Bush impressions when I was six years old is like, no, I grew up in this. I can, I can do this. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't appreciate that there's so much psychologically and emotionally for women that goes on before we get on stage that doesn't happen for a lot of other people. Like we have to psych ourselves up before we even get up there. Well, and you know, and you have people like um, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and, and, and some of the other pioneers of of comedy. Maria Bamford, my faves. And of course, back in the day, Carol Burnett and and, um, And Gilda Radner and Margaret Cho, Cho, Janine Garofalo. I mean, you have all these pioneers of women comedy, which thank God, you exactly. know that they were as successful as they were, and 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 especially Tina Fey and, and Amy Poehler speak out about things like this about women in comedy. And so again, that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this roundtable is because this isn't an issue that's that's uh, you know something that we we're struggling with. It's something that women professional comedian Always, women. Yeah struggle with there's been papers written about it and there's been blogs and there's yeah. been tv shows and so it's 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 a real issue you know oh, yeah. and yeah. um yeah and i can only imagine what you went through in la so good it's for you girl. Things, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and then you know and then i uh like graduated and i still did it off and on and then i got a job that was like super demanding in, yeah. in a law firm and so i was just like sort of grinding it and then um I got married to my lovely husband, Brad. And you had a beautiful baby. Uh, Yeah, we had a kid. And then uh, we had to move out here because he's in the military. And I was like, I'm going to start doing stand-up again. So then I did theater at PLT, which Mm -hmm. was amazing. And then... I went to Back Porch. It was like so great. I was like, "This is so amazing. Everyone's so nice." They're I like, did one, one, I, one. You were stand great. Up night so did I. I. Yeah, oh, you were great. You. I yeah, did. Exactly. Yeah, oh my god! Great. And then great. I have to tell you guys, I actually saw a professional like comedian like two, three months later. Not do the same thing, but, but talk about toilets in Japan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, that happens oh all the time. I, like, yeah, I did something the professional did. I was so shout out to toilets in Japan because they are the toilets of the future. They're so. 
cool. Oh, they're so. <laughs> if you want a hot toilet seat, that didn't yeah. sound good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you want a hot <laughs> toilet seat, it's got a bidet and it'll play Go music. To That's Japan. where the after hours podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but then I started coming out here again and, and doing stand up, and the stand up and the comedy community in Pensacola is amazing. It and is. into yeah. Mobile, like mm-hmm. everyone is so connected and so supportive of each other we're all we've got and I mean, yeah, yeah. small yeah. town there's so yeah. much too, there's yeah. so much available and mm-hmm. there's so oh, much it's so easy to plug into it mm-hmm. that um it, it wasn't as daunting as it was because i was scared at first mm-hmm. like i when i the first stand-up that i did out here i found an open mic night at back porch and i messaged which i found out later is Jason, like the Switzer. admin page for Back Porch mm-hmm. Jason Switzer. And uh, I was like, uh, how, like, are there content restrictions? How long is it? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no content restrictions. He's like, um, you could do like eight minutes. And I was like, oh what? God. Which if you remember, oh, eight minutes is a fucking oh, long, that's a long time. time. That is yeah. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in LA, you do three minutes and they'll cut your mic off. Mm-hmm. And so Jason was like, uh, eight minutes. And I looked at my husband. I was like, I can't. I've, it's I don't have eight minutes. I don't know. Jason was just like, okay. But uh, yeah, and then I got back into it, and now I'm here, and it's awesome. And so. you guys are really supportive. Like I said, that one night I was there, it was like, oh, look at the support. And yeah, I don't even like know great. half of you guys. Yes, it's so inclusive and awesome and great for new people, and they're so uh, supportive of new people coming up mm-hmm. that it it cultivates a lot of talent and that is something that i really respect here in no, and it's the same thing with the improv troupe yeah, cultivates exactly. a lot of talent because you 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 approach it with open arms which is nice yes and that's how you get that's how you get, get talented people, people. That's how you get yeah. talented people exactly. i'm honestly in awe of stand-up comedians just in general because that looks like the scariest i tried it once ever. and it was like i tried it once and i got so like you did it once too i got i did yeah. it once and i got, I got the tail end of it i just oh really work, but i saw the tail end of it you're talking about Growing up in like a religious family and like how you're not really Hi, mom. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, exactly. It was just a joke. Yeah, yeah it was just a joke. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. So like I did it and then like a few people afterwards like, oh, good job. And then I was like, that's it. I'm never doing it again. I got like a few good jobs. And, and like, I'm done. It's terrifying. Um, it is. It's, it's, it's so different. Just huge emotional messes all yeah. of the time. We're oh, incredibly same. needy. Oh, so are improv people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but that's the thing is about it is you never get as nervous before you do stand up, but then you never get as fucking satisfied mm. and mm. amazing as like when you kill a set and people are laughing at you and they're clapping mm. for you because that's what we all want. Because it's a drug at that yeah. point. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. The next yeah. Week, that is what... The next week, though, you might do your worst, but that's like what's... That's what keeps yeah, coming back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. talk to us, Olivia. You're yeah. way down yeah. at the end. So I was born on uh, April 20th, 1990. Nice. Was the very beginning nice. Here. Shout out to April 20th. Hitler? Uh, Isn't Hitler. that Hitler's birthday? Yeah. And Napoleon. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. National Park the great. Anyway, so so you, you were born on 420. I was. Nice. Yeah. Oh, oh, sick. Hollow. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I was born and raised in Pensacola, always lived here. And um, I've always was an awkward, shy kid. And what was the phrase you used earlier? Uh, a weird little fuck yeah, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> something that. I rang a bell with me right when you said that. And um, I was always, like, incredibly shy. Like, I literally did not talk. If anyone, like, knew me, like, before I started doing stand-up, like, you'd be like, holy shit, I can't believe you're doing this now. Um, not me. <laughs> but I always feel like I never had, like, a way of, like, expressing myself. Um, my parents always try to put me in different sports, um, doing, like, theater stuff that never worked out for me. Um see I was like an art club an art club that's not the saying you're just drawing in a corner by yourself yeah, you know you're not socializing yeah, yeah. but um 
I never ever saw myself in the past like ever doing this ever until I moved to Tallahassee and my next door neighbors were stand-up comedians who lived in Tallahassee. That's now, funny. were they men or women? Men. Okay, just curious. But I would go to all... Of course, Nicole. I I all, yes. <laughs> women are but funny, Nicole. <laughs> I would go to their shows all the time. It's uh-huh. like at this place called Birds in Tallahassee, which still has comedy going on. Shout out to Birds. I'm going to be there next month. Amazing. Awesome. Woo! But yeah, I'd go to their shows all the time, and I'd watch them do this, and like, and I'd see even the women go up, and it just felt right after like watching them do it. I'm like, I feel like I can do this. And as soon as I moved back from Tallahassee, like the same week that I moved back to Pensacola, I went and tried doing the open mic here. Uh, at the time, it wasn't back porch it comedy. Was it was called clubs. the Big Easy Tavern. Yeah. The names mm-hmm. always change. It was like Comedy Unchained, I think. Yeah. It was ran by someone else. Um, and ever since then, I have not stopped going every single week. Because you're awesome. Every single week, awesome. the past four and a half wow. years, I got hooked. Commitment. And that's how I found, that was my way of expressing myself. Mm-hmm. Like, and like you were saying, that's really, <laughs> that changed my life. Like, I became a much more outgoing person, and like, I loved myself more, and just broke out of my comfort zone, and I just worked really hard at it, and eventually, after um, the person that originally ran it wasn't able to do that anymore, some stuff happened. So me and Tony and his wife and Jason and uh, Zach Van Gestel and the other people, as a group effort, we started Back Porch Comedy. So that's our comedy troupe. And um, now I'm performing every week. And, and you're produ- awesome. Produ- producing show- Thank you. Producing yes. shows once I a agree. month at Chizuko. Yeah. And that's awesome. Which the is Chizuko- a very cool place, by the way. Yeah, yeah Chizuko. Oh, yeah. Shout, shout out to Chizuko. Chizuko. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey. Hi, Daisy. Yes, we love you. Come to the Chizuko shows, you should come because they're rad. Thank you. Well, Chizuko itself is rad. Comedy at Chizuko is even also, more rad. Also, one time, can I just tell the story really quickly? There was a dude there. We were doing a show, and they have a pinball machine. And yeah. I was playing, and he's like, "You're just a girl." <gasps> he literally oh. said that to me. did not start playing and pinball. I, I was like, is "This is a '90s like, movie." He's like, well, "How long are you gonna play?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, "He's like, girls don't play pinball." And I was like, "Do you want to go?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll pay for it." And then uh, whoever wins has to buy a beer. And I was like, "Cool." I murdered this dude. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Murdered him. I it was, was like, I called my family. <laughs> I was like, I sent out a, I sent out a newsletter. I was like running around Chizuko, <laughs> just like everyone. This dude sucks at pinball, and I'm awesome. And everyone's like, "That's mean." And I was like no <laughs> you I don't know it's not me like, like, i don't care it was like a highlight of my life that was, the time i beat it he started it you just finished like, it stomp him but like, no, if you I, go, I think I you already like, did it so i was like good, cool <laughs> and it was like he was so embarrassed and i was like oh <laughs> little man tears <laughs> oh. <laughs> when's the next uh back uh, we just had one this past sunday oh and usually it's every last sunday the month but the holidays kind of threw that off that's why the past one was on the 7th and um, yeah, it's usually the last Sunday of every month. The next yeah. one's going to be on February 25th, I want to say. Right. And when it gets super cold, they go inside. Yeah, so don't worry. Yeah. Oh, they're inside. outside. Usually it's out in the patio. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Oh, but if it's cold, they're indoors. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. That's weird. It's a dual purpose, so no matter what. It's comedy survival. Yeah. When's the next back? Porch. Yeah. Ooh. All right. So it's this Friday. It's every Friday. Oh, good to know. We have an cool. open mic night every Tuesday mm-hmm. at 930. Um, oh, sign up is at 830, 9 o'clock. Anyone can sign up. Anyone off the street. Yeah. Believe me, anyone. Get there early. So <laughs> is it just anyone. like on fire without you guys there right now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like oh, wait, it's just it's a bunch early. of dude yeah. telling dick jokes. Yeah. Probably. Like it's just dick joke, dick joke, dick joke. Yeah. Uh, by the way, a lot of our male comics are super uh, like talented and amazing. They're like, great. Like, yeah. like, like we were saying earlier, like we they have are. a lot of supportive men yes. in our comedy group. And we are that's very and, rare. And yeah. it's super yeah, rare. Yeah. And the couple of times that I have had dudes be weird to me, the guys are immediately 
shutting it down. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's very, very nice. Yeah. No, and, and yeah, that's yeah. Oh no, no, that was it. Yeah, and, like, and nice. shout out to our IC guys too because they're oh, awesome. oh yeah, no, really they're awesome. amazing. The men are wonderful. And Thank you guys. Yeah, We're Bill, all. Jay, Kyle, David, all the troop. You guys are wonderful. Yeah, Yay. but we have a show on Friday, Thank and you. then also every Friday we have book shows with either local comics or we have um, touring people come through. And, I saw uh, Ryan this Miller Friday. We have uh, the very funny Cliff Cash coming through, and I believe that's going to be five dollars because he's actually kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of my favorite um, touring Very comics. Very funny. Yeah. And then Olivia and I are on the late show after that, the Rated cool. R Comedy oh, hosted cool. by Ryan Pfeiffer. Right. Right. Yeah. This Friday. Um, yes. This Friday, awesome. yes. Good to and know. Rated R Comedy is, every Friday, is also. every Friday after the book show. It's yes. like a super raunchy sort of, I think this Friday. We is know sweet. super raunchy. Yeah, hey. I don't know yeah. if I can yeah. handle what? that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Earmuffs. Um, but I think this Friday's rim shot night, so they have, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah, is yeah. rim shot night? Uh, his brother Jason is playing a drum set in the back, so he's just kind of playing drums with your jokes and the whole, <laughs> and then oh, when you tell nice. a joke, he does the rim shot. That's awesome. It's, it's great. It's rad. It's not as exciting as I thought. Rim shot night. Not the kind of rim I was thinking of, to be honest. Trick me. Like a lot of my jokes <laughs> once involve, or twice. A lot of my jokes involve singing, little parts of it. Yeah, so, so it's when perfect. He playing, I'll just keep going with it. And oh, that's fun. He's, he's also bad like, day. Yeah, it's Ryan's brother, so he's also very funny. Oh, so cool. the rapport that you get with him is sort of cool. Like a lot of comics well, no, throw it's him fantastic under the bus, when you like, can bring a musician into comedy oh, yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, yeah, yeah. some of the some a lot of people don't like it, but I think it's great. No, it's fantastic. Well, that's a different style too. We in the audience do that. Yeah, in Tokyo, we did entire improv musicals. Oh my god, because we had. A fantastic <laughs> that. pianist that could just improv piano, and it was oh, yeah, it was I know, really I know. The stakes are so much higher. At it that was point. Yeah. I would love to see. Oh, that. he was great. His yeah. what was his name? Oh, I'm so sorry, I don't remember your name, honey. You were amazing. <laughs> oh my god, Bill and, and Dempsey have his name was Honey. And yeah. it was, <laughs> he's, I hope he's not it's watching. Like, Thank you, guys. No, um, <laughs> sounds like a one night stand. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you, honey. Uh, he was awesome. Bill, he really was. Bill and Debbie have been trying to get us to do a uh, musical improv. So if there's any local musicians. Out there that enjoy comedy yeah. and improv, Probably. and you can improv no, piano. It's so hard. They've asked Join me. Us. They've asked me, and I'm like, no, I. I You're have a to still like Chris yeah, Holloway to do it. I, I have to way. get like really depressed and lock myself away for a few yeah. days and like write stuff. <laughs> like I can't just like on the spot like do 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 do. It's just weird. But yeah. But we do. We need it. We need it. We because we have so many talented singers in the troupe and and people who just come up with stuff off the top of their head and so we i i am convinced that ic could easily do a, a, a second set of a musical uh, i would love improv. to see that i would love to see that too maybe rehearsed music i don't know about improv i, I mean maybe that's, that's, like, I think gallery, that's like a whole right? other level of improv. Like we sing improv i'm throwing down the gauntlet <laughs> we, now i think right. we could do an improv musical well we i feel oh. like we could maybe like freestyle or sing I improv like, I, I just I, don't yeah. know about like musical instrument I feel we're like, not jazz musicians no 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 i meant no no i meant with a simple piano and we improv like musical as someone who has no stakes in this at all whatsoever or have to do no work i say yes do it i am waiting how about the, the, the number one yeah. rule of improv is yes musical. and. I mean, we so might have to do yes, yes and. Yes. I feel but like I end up. We can start with you at my house where no one yes. comes. <laughs> I feel like I end up singing a lot in some of my we bits all do. anyway. But yeah. I don't know, like with the combination of somebody else playing, that's such like a synergy that yeah. I could even. Well, it's like, because you don't know what the music's going to be. Right, right. I don't know. I I've seen it done. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, they they did it on Whose Line. Oh yeah, Wayne Brady would do on. that that impressed the hell out of me. Yes. Okay, but I will say they they have like kind of 
formulas for like, okay, if it's a country song, they're kind of gonna stick yeah, like this. Cool. Yeah, cool. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So I think if we could do that, like that's what I'm saying. Like if we had like a riff that like somebody played, like of music like that you here's the blues with, yeah. and then all, yeah. all of a sudden we're singing a blues song, and that like here's I, like the happy. Okay, easy. Yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. I've never explained it well in rehearsal. Now I'm explaining <laughs> it on a podcast. Practice. The best part of Rimshot Night is that sometimes he'll just not do it. Oh no! You're waiting for it. No, that's when you were supposed to. do You tell a cheesy joke, and he just won't do it. <laughs> and then people won't laugh. And you're betraying. Like, betrayal. Betrayal. Oh, yeah, betrayal. Yeah, betrayal. Men poor letting Jason. us down yeah, as Yeah, poor Jason. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. That's, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm fair of sarcasm. goes downhill. They're like, this guy. That's not fair. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know what That's fantastic. I mean, it's cool that all you guys come from different backgrounds. You do different styles of comedy, and that's... Even with, with with acting, you know, you have your dramas, you have your your comedy. Different styles are what make a, a genre great. You I know, think I'm, so. You know, I'm I'm impressed by all forms of it because I don't really consider myself to be a funny person by any stretch. But you know, just that's the point where we're all supposed to go. No, no! Oh, you're very oh, funny. Very you're funny. So, funny. Yeah. so funny. Derek has definitely had so some funny. zingers this evening, folks. <laughs> Your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just, you know, from the preparation I'm sure that you guys do with stand-up, from just having to come up with something off the top of your head, like improv. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, the whole process of it just, it amazes me. Uh, comedy is, is, is a, a, tr- a sticky wicket. Yep. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> no, I really, is, I mean, having, having, done, uh, <laughs> having done improv for as many years as I have, I'm very old. Um, is uh, but I look good. So um, I can care. Thank you guys. Um, (laughs) it's these women. I love them. Um, no, but it's it's been it's been a long time, and so, you know, you as as you guys said before, you 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 have good nights and you have not good nights, and you have moments when I've done entire improv shows where I didn't know what I've done on stage. I have no idea. I walk Mm -hmm. off stage and people like you were amazing, and you're like. Thank you. Going so fast. Thank you. It's yeah. going so fast. Yeah. You have no idea. And and the hardest thing you can do, and I don't know if this is true in stand-up, so I'm really curious to, to hear this. The hardest thing for an improvist to, to wrestle with, I feel, is editing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Is is the self edit because you're up there and you're and you're doing something and you go oh this is gonna be great and then you go oh no maybe not and you so you don't you don't jump off the back line or they you, blow or the whistle or the fears there or whatever fear is fear is is the dream killer I, particularly yeah. in improv I feel like in standup you have a unique ability which you do not have in improv is just to look at the audience and say I know I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Wow. And people respond to that and they laugh at it because yeah. I had a joke. Yeah. I told a joke the other night and everyone. I told a joke about like yelling boo when someone got engaged, <laughs> and everyone was just like, "That's rude." <laughs> Yikes! And I was like, "Well, you guys hate me now, like, because I can just uh-huh. we can break that fourth. Like, not that yeah. you can't break the fourth wall, but we can it's delicate. Yes, yeah. we can yeah. talk to them. We can be like, "What? You guys hate me now?" And I was like, "You can't That's hate when me." Improvising comes into stand exactly. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, was like yeah. I have yeah, a boat, you know, and you have this chance to sort of massage the audience back that that makes sense yeah. no, I know what you mean. but you have the ability to talk like give to them a little comedy like, hey, reach around like if you, yeah exactly yeah 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 don't forget Hi, to the walls um this is live um but you do have the ability to sort of say oh hey i also hate that joke yeah i don't you know i don't yeah. be like all right i'm gonna go home and kill myself now yeah exactly <laughs> and i really laugh like no 
Or like if you tell a cheesy joke and people don't respond, you're like, come on, guys. Like it was cheesy and I get it. And so I feel like that is actually one of the most important principles of stand-up comedy is that if you screw up, just admit it to the audience. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They'll laugh and then they're back on board. We, we kind of have the same thing. Go ahead. It's, it's delicate. You get to call out. So if you were to say something like a little off or absurd in a scene, yeah. you, can, you can make fun of it within the scene. But it, And you can sometimes break the fourth wall, but it is very delicate. Yeah, you can't you, just be like, why didn't you laugh, guys? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't just no. look at the audience and be like, oh, you guys fucking hate me now? Yeah, no. We okay, usually cool. do yeah. that to Bill or Debbie like, and be like, what the fuck? Laugh! Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely you can. Like That is something that we tell ourselves in rehearsals. Like, point out the weird thing in a scene so right. somebody fucks up or somebody says something weird you'd be like did you just haha and you can kind of drive but you're supposed to run with it at that point and the yeah. audience they yeah. love that because it's yeah. it's meta they yeah. see that you're being self-aware well, of your so own mistakes yeah. and they eat it up if you had the ability because that like take that yeah. and then times it mm. which uh-huh. is what we're able to do because you have you can acknowledge it and people find that funny but uh-huh. you still have to go on with the scene and you right. still have yes. to keep yeah. yeah of course and we don't yeah, yeah. there are no rules and uh, you have each other if you see anyone else like you know yeah. failing yeah. You, you're there to help oh no no yeah. you're yeah. exactly yeah. right yeah. thank yeah. you for bringing that up because that's the biggest thing in improv our job is the best we can do is just be in the audience like be like it's okay we love you that's why you guys are so like they're not smart enough that you guys can go up there alone because I know you guys have my back no matter what it's what we say before every show I've got your back Back. Back. and like yeah. yeah that's why i only which is why we're a terrible cult. selfish people that want all of the laughter for no. ourselves no no, no, no this, is, just this is true you're just um, really no. brave people <laughs> no it's brave of you guys like because i mean here's the other thing we practice our jokes mm-hmm. over and over again and so if we go on one night and our jokes don't hit we modify the next night. Yeah. We're still doing those jokes. Mm. You guys, it's yeah. never the same for you. No. Yeah. So that's we. There is a level of you can't predict the audience, but you can predict yourself. Mm. And, and you have that ability to like, if you know a joke is funny, you're like eight, 80 audiences have laughed at this joke. If these people don't. It's not my fault. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's yes. a different crowd. It's yeah. a different crowd or I, I yeah. hit it wrong. So we have that. It seems like stand-up is very unpredictable, but in yourself you can be predictable. Mm-hmm. And you guys yeah. don't have that, which I feel is a very scary thing. Yeah. We have we have <laughs> we have we have some interesting we have some interesting things in improv. Um, we have each yeah. other, which is Definitely. great. We have listening, which is great. We have our theater background, which is awesome. Uh, um, but you but you but you're an actor. I mean, you, you do film, you do yeah. voiceover. Yeah. So, you know, I I think that that every every good improvist is is an is an actor in some way, shape, or form. I mean, sure. we do yeah, a lot of actor stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the pantomime and object work is is a quarter of it's improv. So hard, <laughs> and it is so hard. No, I I struggle with it all the time. And, and again, I've been doing it for years, but it's it's so hard. Um, but the 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 great thing about about comedy in general, I think, is having that connection with an audience and and having that audience support you. And and so especially in improv when you're when you're doing your your thing yeah. and Brooke and I love Brooke Hardy. Oh, shout out to Brooke. Shout, shout out to Brooke. Brooke, Brooke is, she actually gave us a no, shout no, out. No, I'm not. <laughs> Brooke is the queen of this. And and I I I the thing that's awesome about our troupe, I think, about about improbable cause um, and other improv troops. I'm just talking about our troops. Stop. Nicole. This is popular. a bill collector. No, I'm not. I'm not popular. When you're a comedian, you're poor. Um, so true. Uh, you should have put him on speaker and had him on the yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. Let me get your home number, bro. They, they would be like, "You owe us money." And I'd be like, <laughs> "No, stone." 
Um, <laughs> blood. Those are two words. Um, yep. So <laughs> I got it. Uh, yeah. Um, no. So what was I going to say? Oh. Um, so the thing about comedy is, um, like, so Brooke, for example, and and oh, oh that was what I was going to say about our troupe. The really cool thing about Improbable Cause is that we all have our niche mm-hmm. that yeah. like we fill within mm-hmm. the troupe. Uh, and and Brooke has the awkward niche. She's brilliant at it. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, yes. right? <laughs> Brooke can can get up there and have no idea what she's going to say. And you know she doesn't know what she's going to say. And she'll start talking and words come out and the audience loves them. It doesn't matter what the words are. They don't, they don't need to make sense. The audience is just like, we love you, Brooke. Um, That's because, awesome because she owns it. For us as stand-up comics, uh, watching other comics do that is so frustrating that we're all like, you go to hell and you die. Because, <laughs> like, they're, because they're good at it? Or because- well, no, because if you, they walk up there and they have no idea what they're going to talk about, we're just so jealous. Because, like, there's so much preparation and yeah. we're, like, uh-huh. stressing about every word and then they're just, like, going off. And they wing yeah. it. Crowd work and you're just like, ah. And, you know, like, people come up and they ask me, they're like, how the <coughs> hell do you do that? How you're going up there and you're bringing down the house. You're, like, coming up with jokes and Humble bits brag. off the top of your head. So, sorry. You're so <laughs> hot and sexy and you make everyone love you. And I you're love your Jeff Goldblum dr- shirt. I want to do things. <laughs> and I want to be Jeff Goldblum. No, but they're like, you know, how do you do that? How do you make up jokes without knowing what you're going to say? And the answer is years and years of training. That's because it's not something that I just automatically, at least I didn't use to, I couldn't just automatically do it. It's like fucking blood out of a rock. You we have do to rehearse. Well, I mean, and that's why every there are day rules, right? I right. which yeah. seems so counterintuitive. Right. So there yeah, has to be rules because, yeah. like, chaos in and of itself isn't funny it's not going to be funny to an audience right. maybe right. to you yeah but right. and the reason, yeah and the reason yeah. you can i think when people are like how do you do that it's because you do have a team of people up there with you like yes yes ending your choices and that's i think why stand-up is so hard because i even though i do improv in a group i could not get on a stage and just like wing it standing there alone i would yeah. not be funny I on my own have to have no. a script i would have to have it rehearsed i would have to be mm-hmm. in front of a mirror like a thousand times before an audience saw me there's no way because i i there's no like you said there's nobody like having your back on stage they're just on you the don't have that other like, element to bounce yeah. off of exactly yeah. so the other definitely thing about- everyone else i'm sorry just really quick because i just because improv is such like a a network of people um I, I don't think I could have anything to bounce off of if I didn't have anyone else there. Right. I've literally rehearsed almost every week for four years, and the only reason that I've gotten as good as I have is because I have a team of people who are geniuses, who are yeah. comedically insane and can help me grow, and I, I know will support me because they have just as much training as I do, if not more. So yeah. it is mm-hmm. such a, a communal thing. Anyway. Oh, and so, everybody's so like, equally good, which yeah. is great. So, like, how how do you rehearse improv? You just get a group of people together and come up with a situation and so just do it? we have games. We have set games. Yeah. Like, if right. you ever listen to set, you'll hear Debbie or Nicole be like, okay, we're about to play Foursquare. We're about to play Why Are We Late? Party Quirks. Gibberish Murder Mystery. Gibberish Murder Mystery. Yeah. Right. Yep. There are rules, whether or not we speak them to the audience. There's rules like you always yes and. If somebody gives you something in a scene, you accept that, and then you add more to it. You, you don't say no. You you try don't not deny. to ask yeah. Try to avoid questions. that's sort of a blocking its own defense. Mm-hmm. You always want to 
add. So you, each of you are adding something to a scene so it builds like building blocks. That is essential. And on top of that, every game has its own gimmick. You want to find a game within a game what's a trail of thought that you can, like uh, the, the uh, who's on first, that's Abbott and Costello, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole game because it's like, oh, you're mixing up a name with a pronoun or whatever right. the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Every game in improv has a meta game in it. Within like, it. You're building yeah. a scene or you're working off of puns. There's always mm-hmm. something. So there's a lot of stuff you're balancing, uh, but there's something for every single game that you do and we critique each other and we watch mm-hmm. how we do it and we okay. see what works and what doesn't some uh, stuff we add to shows some we're like nah that's not ready it's just and, constant. Yeah. yeah and and so we there are like games and specific exercises with structured rules and stuff that we rehearse and then we do sometimes just kind of free format in the sense of like all right let's just do a scene uh who are these people to each other or mm-hmm. where are they or just give us a word and then you just kind of build a scene off of that and you dissect it and you go from there and we stop it and what what is cool but uh what also sucks in a way is whatever we come up with in rehearsal like it is improv is not scripted so we don't recreate it in the show and mm-hmm. sometimes in rehearsal you come up with some really brilliant really stuff shit, yeah. and you can't and it's never used again you can never, never recreate it again. again and instead it just becomes like inside jokes yeah. among you and your friends and you're like oh why <laughs> oh, was always man. a good show i haven't seen it in a while but it's always a good show oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. one of like it's my um, favorite comedy stories is that joan rivers telling a story about when she did improv uh-huh. and she said they were she was doing improv and this guy that she was acting off of came up to her and he was like well what about the kids what about the kids where are the kids and she said you fool we don't have any kids <laughs> and then she said the audience laughed it was hilarious and then the scene stopped died dead. Oh, yeah no. because she denied because, yeah. And, yeah and she's like that is why i'm a stand-up comic and not yeah. an improviser yeah because yeah. it was she didn't know the she was funny but she didn't know the and rules. that's true right. like a, like if you sacrifice um accepting and adding something for a moment the sake of a joke because exactly. it's yeah. a cute joke you're like you're stupid that's not a dinosaur you took a bunch of acid they're like oh haha ha. right. but where do you go from there because yeah. you just denied and a reality like, it was palpable place. like the scene stopped dead it's like the break it's, and you, you're yeah. it's wonderful that she recognized that yes. though yes which I, is what makes her the goal of improv is to make your team Teammates look good. Never yes. make yes. yourself look good. And I think moment, it's, yeah. Sorry. I think it's also important that all the improv people, like y'all are I mean, y'all all seem like really close to each other. And, like, we're high we family, hang out. And that's yeah. important because like that's Not the only cult. way you can really bounce off of each other. Yeah. Is, like if you are really close and supportive. Yeah, if I didn't um, know the way Nicole's brain worked, I wouldn't be able to be with her in a scene, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It's like yeah. being yeah. really good at taboo. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing, and the thing that I want to I want to come back to is 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 that we do rehearse, and you guys rehearse. Oh, sure. And so, yeah. while comedy may seem spontaneous and interesting and fun, and it is, um, it, it's an illusion. It also <laughs> it takes a lot of training. Uh, it takes a lot groundwork. of time, a lot of rehearsal, yeah. a lot of groundwork. Um, you know, there there are some people, and they are gifted people, and I hate them. That are <laughs> I do. I'm not kidding. That are just funny people naturally i mean yeah. we, we've had some people walk in i see uh that that uh, have come in and and n- have never done anything in their life and they walk in and they're brilliant and you're like i hate you um <laughs> but i love you um and uh and so it's 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 but that's the rare person um and and even that person has to uh you know grow and 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 go on and and do things um 
I wanted to give a personal shout out to, to two other groups that I'm I'm a part of, and and Christina is a part of one of these groups too, or was a part of one of these groups. Kitty, get a job. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry. So one of the, one of the other groups that I work with is, and and so speaking of hard work and training and dedication and, and all of these things, is Kitty get a job is a is a local sketch comedy group uh, here in town, and it's fantastic mostly men. Guys. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. They're on they're on YouTube. Yeah. Under Kitty. The YouTube. On the YouTube. And the Facebook. Kitty gets a job. YouTube. 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 But uh, they're they're amazing. <laughs> but and and this is where this is where the women in comedy thing comes in. They're all guys. Yeah. It's all men and me now. They're pretty supportive of. of they women, are oh, wonderfully yeah. supportive yeah. of women. Uh yes. I'm not saying anything against them in that way. Thank you, Christina. Uh um, but it is a room full of guys. It's a room full yeah, of guys. Yeah, and and as, a, as a woman, you're sitting there. But the really cool thing, and, and, and this shout out to Chris Dalla in this, is that Chris wants people to learn everything about about uh, film and, mm-hmm. and, and how to do it. And, and I've come on as not only a, an actor and a writer, but I've also come on now as a crew person oh, cool. in an area that I know nothing about. You know, I've done films. I've been in them. <laughs> I look like, at camera like that. I'm in movies. I've uh, been in the films. I'm recreating her headshot. She was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, but I've never done like backstage stuff in a film. And I and and I said this in a, in another podcast earlier. I think it's so important to do backstage stuff though. Oh, to yes. do the tech work and to and to be behind the scenes because you learn so much more about the entire process. And the technical stuff is what kills you. Yeah. It like, is. Yeah. It seems like the acting isn't easy, but without that technical stuff, you're you, dead. You're dead, yeah. and yeah. it's not going to look good, and your acting won't look good. No. Yeah. And so it, and it's so difficult and frustrating. Yes. And, so and it also takes time and training and experience. Oh my so God, shout yes. out to all the technical people. Yeah, and dude, all of yeah. Kitty get a job. And all oh, of Kitty get a job. job. Good job, Dalla guys. Is he is. He's awesome. He works his and ass he's off. so supportive of the arts community in general. Yeah. Like I, I had to do an audition the other day for something, and Chris was like, "Come to my house and do the audition." And I was like, oh, "I love you, that's man." Rad. And he's that's like, great. "You're in Kitty. You're family." And it was oh. like. Oh, seriously, yes. seriously, oh. and that would have cost like some serious money otherwise. Yeah. And yeah. he oh, just, nice. he was, yeah, the big Chris. <laughs> um, but and then my own troupe is uh, Improbable Cause Mystery Theater, and whoop I do whoop. a murder mystery. Thank whoop whoop. You. I do a murder <laughs> mystery <laughs> dinner I, theater. I have some super cute pictures of Nicole and my daughter, both dressed up as little kitties. Oh my god! Yeah, because you were kitty that night. I she was wanted kitty. to dress up as a kitty. So when Nicole came out, she was like. Oh my god! <laughs> and she was like, "Just like, oh my god, it's adorable." That's, so that's awesome. <laughs> it's Sweet. very cute. That was fun. Yeah, and and that's that's comedy on a totally different scale. That's on yeah. a cheesy scale. Yeah. But uh, but in a good, uh, but yeah, yeah it's, it's supposed to be. It's supposed yeah, to be. Um, and I, I write most of the scripts. Uh, um, Aaron Aaron Iver Bergstrom's writing a script right now for no, Pensacon. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're nice. gonna be at Pensacon this year. We're very excited about that. Improbable cool. Cause is gonna be at Pensacon this oh, year. That's we're awesome. very excited yeah. about that. Sure that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Improbable years, Cause yeah. has been yeah. there for like three years, but, but yeah. this the is uh, the Mystery Theater's second year there. That's awesome. And that's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was I was in the audience at the last one. You guys kicked ass. Thank you. I just have to tell this story for a minute, if I may. We had 140 people at that show. Wow, we were awesome. we we expected like forty, and oh we were God. like, and then oh, Steve Wise was so mad at us, but in a good way. <laughs> he was like, "You stole my film crowd," and I was like, 
Sorry, Steve Love. Shout out to Steve Wise. Shout out to Steve Wise. Shout out to Steve Wise. He does. Oh, and he's so supportive of IC and ICMT. So multi-talented guy. Oh, very, very talented. He's really, really good. Really like cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very down to earth. Very easy to talk to. And I, I mean, what the Pentacon people do and how they create everything with the amount of people that are coming to Pentacon now is just crazy. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and better every year. Um, so we're so proud to be a part of it. And uh, again, Aaron's writing the script this year. It's That's a awesome. That's really cool. it's a, um, a, a continuation of of uh, the Comic Con Killer. Oh, so nice. now we're we're like on the two? starship. No, we're on the starship. Oh, oh, nice. So we're on like it came from beyond. Apparently, the oh, TV show. That's cool. Oh, and it's like Star yeah. Trek with like red shirt and That's stuff. That's really cool. That's so awesome. come see us. It's gonna be awesome. That's neat. Yeah. So all right, I'm done talking about myself. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'm excited. But I'm excited for Aaron because it's the first script he's ever That's written. That's Ron. He's yeah, very talented. So he is. He's, he's very, very talented. Guy. And Nick Angelus has written a bunch of our scripts too. And nice. he's he's a person that came out of nowhere, man. Like Nick Angelus is an anesthetician. No, an anesthesiologist. Those very, are different very different. Yeah, smart medicine boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> really cool. Not they're both valuable in their yes. own right but very very, very different Ooh, i choked on that a little bit <laughs> um yes he's an anesthesiologist <laughs> yeah, at um at sacred heart yeah. but it, so he's but but he he writes comedy and and he does holistic medicine and it's it's oh, nuts yeah cool and then he's part of our troop too so he's fun i guess if we're doing really quick plugins oh, if yeah, you have a teenager uh ages uh or middle school and high school yeah. who's interested in improv comedy uh auditions for lab rats are january 15th which is Monday night, I believe this next coming Monday so night. Soon. Yeah. Yes, either six or seven PM. If you just go on the Pensacola Little Theater dot com website, uh, you will find the information for that. Uh, it's a really cool class. Um, it's how Katie got started. It's how I started. Yeah. Um, Kyle Golden, Maggie uh, Crane, who's by the way is a wonderful feminist comedian in her own. She right. is shout a wonderful Maggie. feminist. And we have to comedian. shout out Lainey because I think she's oh, the last Lainey. person we oh haven't God, shout right. out. Lainey. Lainey. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, several of us <laughs> have been uh, Lab Rats graduates and have gone on to be an improbable cause. It's yep. such an invaluable resource if you can get it. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just yeah. Even um. I mean. It's a 12-week course every Sunday afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m., and you just see these kids come out of their shells. Uh, just at the beginning of the semester, they're usually really shy. Um, they're not confident in themselves. They, you know, they're second-guessing themselves all the time, but by the end of the semester, they do, like, a public performance, and it's awesome. I was there for that, by the way. Oh, oh thank oh, you! Oh, yeah. Super cute. No. Oh, great. Hot dog. He <laughs> <Yeah>. was hilarious. <laughs> so good yeah they never forget they're so they're <laughs> cute uh i i love them so much so yeah uh january 15th auditions call pensacola little theater if you have any more questions um yeah that's it's a really cool yeah, cool gig yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. we are very clean it's family friendly and we might have yeah. uh you know said some adult things here tonight but it's absolutely uh yeah well lab rats is for kids so of it's, course yeah. it's rated right. g it's rated yeah. yeah it's clean well, PG. Um, but it's also <laughs> but a great no a great building block for improv. And a lot yes. of the kids uh, transition into the regular improv troupe, like Kismet yeah. and uh, Maddie's come and play with us. And, yeah. um, and Fiamma. Of, uh, Fiamma. Fiamma. Yep. Oh, yeah. um, I guess we'll just shout out Back Porch. Uh, yeah. Olivia and I are on the Late Show, the Rated R Comedy tonight, hosted by, or tonight, uh, Friday night, hosted by Ryan Pfeiffer, Tony Burkett, Jason Switzer, Zach Van Gestel. Olivia Searcy. Oh, no, I, no I, it's Yumi, Zach, and I think Carol might be on it. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, uh, and then I am on a charity show next Tuesday at Chizuko, the Fuck nice. Fest, nice. with oh, Bubs Harris. Oh, FemFest. Yeah. We should shout out to oh, FemFest. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, myself, Maggie Crane, uh, Chris Holloway, um, 
a bunch of other people. Ashley McLaughlin. Ashley McLaughlin, uh, Madeline Smith, Marshall Gazette, a whole bunch of people. Uh, Fiamma, Fiamma Strangelo. Mm -hmm. uh, we are all involved in something called The Will of Women, which is a... Uh, a feminist take of the works of Shakespeare. We are going to be oh, performing sorry. at FemFest. So come see cool. us then. Sorry. I'll and you are too. Oh, no. Ours and is you not FemFest. Yeah. It's called oh. FuckFest. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, oh. 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 You know, Fest is um it's mid February. I want to say February eighteenth around that time. Yeah. This is next Tuesday at Shizuko, and they're taking donors. Check it out on Facebook for the homeless. For the homeless. Yeah, feeding herbal and homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a food hub. It's not bombs, right? Yeah, oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. shout out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I have a podcast called The Lady Killers. It's about females in true oh, crime. Oh, so the Lady Killers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's about women in true crime. So our episode on Carla Homolka came out today. She's a terrible monster. But um, from check Canada. That out. Yeah, we're on. She's from Canada. Oh, eh? oh, eh? um, that was the best I've ever done it. So that was awesome. Well, um, we, so we're in we Stitcher. just handed that. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're so good. Uh, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, um, SoundCloud. And tune in. So, if you guys want to do it, all right. The Lady Killers podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Also, I'm sorry to tell you that. Also, I got all mine earlier. Hopefully, by the end of the month, we already have some dates lined up. Uh, we're going to be launching a corporate side mm. of IC yeah. where Good. we use oh, improv cool. skills. Yeah, yeah cool. to That's do awesome. like team building, corporate communication training, stuff like that. Uh, because, I mean, in big cities, you see it all the time. Uh, corporations will actually hire out improv troops to teach them. Some of these exercises to get their creativity flowing, to get them to um, build confidence, learn public speaking, stuff like that. And so we're actually going to be doing that in the Pensacola area. So um, even if before we launch it, you and your business or your team or your club or whatever have any interest in doing something like that, feel free to write us and we'll get in contact with you. So, yeah. And it's a great way to, to yeah do skill building, um, all kinds of... No, everybody wants my money. Which I don't have. I want you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's an excellent way to build your company. Uh, it's. Um, yeah. I've been a part of companies that had improv nice. training. Cool. Yeah. It was awesome. It was a cool We way. did it with um, Navy yeah. Federal Credit Union a little oh, yeah. while ago. I, yeah. did a, nice. I did a workshop with Navy Federal, and nice. they were very, very uh, supportive and grateful, and it was yeah. great. Very cool. a really good experience. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to chat about, I don't remember what it was, though. I suck. Um, I don't remember. Wait, wait, what, do you guys have a favorite joke that you oh tell? Oh my god! Yeah, oh, that's, that's a good one. Oh, like a favorite of mine? Yeah. 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 You're a comedian. Tell me a joke. Yeah. I will tell you like my favorite like opening bit that I do is um, this is really it's not sex dirty but it's like is that. It's dirty. Okay. We're warning uh -oh. you now. Feel, feel free to Kids. say whatever you want. So, so I would like wear a lot of leggings. And one time I was doing stand up, and uh, this dude like screamed at me. He's like, "Leggings aren't pants." And I was like, "Great point." Fuck you, dude. Counterpoint. Go fuck butt. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Well, you have a cable toe." And I'm like, "This is so embarrassing." Hey, guy. Uh, eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. For you, that's, I, my, nice. that's my vagina. Yeah, yeah. I had a baby come out of here. Did you not know where women keep their vaginas? Yeah. <laughs> nice. In our pants right here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Good job. My question with y'all, and I know you've got a crush uh, joke too, but how do y'all deal with hecklers? 
It's a case-by-case case case basis. Yeah. Yeah. I, all right, I feel like there's different kind of hecklers. There's yeah. people like kind of just talking and like chatting the audience, and some people see that as heckling. I just try to ignore that as much as possible. Yeah. If I do get a heckler, that's happened very rarely, like a real heckler, like someone yelling at me. Yeah. For instance, there's this old man there one night, and I saw him by the bar, and he's drunk, and he's just like at the bar being like, this isn't funny. Nothing's funny. And then he goes into the he goes to the front row, and then I'm up next. I'm like, oh, oh no. So as soon as I get up there, he just starts going, this isn't funny. I'm like, I haven't even talked yet. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you got a big mouth. And I was like, well, my dentist says I have a small mouth, so the joke's on you. And that's how <laughs> And then, like, he wouldn't stop, so we ended up getting escorted out of the building. Yeah. And that's, all, that's the oh, only big God. heckler that. There, I mean, there, yeah. it's hard awesome. because there are hecklers. Like, one of the best sets of my life was at the Blind Mule. Shout out to the Blind Mule nice. in Mobile, yeah. Alabama. They're great. Um, and the room was full of people because they were all there to see one of their friends that was going up. And they were all really drunk, but they were amazing. It was a bunch of middle-aged women. <laughs> and so everything I said, I got up and I just so happened to be doing a set about having a kid. And they're like, you go, girl! Nice. And then I like told the story about this dog barking. They're like, kill his ass. They were technically heckling, but they were adding to the set. So yeah. right. didn't have a, a nice banter. I was like, well, I did something like a little less, you know, punishable by law than that. But like, so you can have positive interactions with That's hecklers. Good. You want to try to keep it positive. You want to always yeah. try to keep it positive. Yeah, and it's the same thing in improv, yeah. 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 We as were, a host. It's as a, a host. different environment. We don't really get, we, like, once or twice have a drunk asshole who's, like, calling out stuff, and you just look at him, and you're like, stop it. Yeah. Like, and Debbie will just be like, you don't get to talk anymore. You right. know, a kind of move is, like, if it's in the middle of a scene game, could be like, oh, who turned on the boom box? Who closed oh, the Oh, Jay is perfect that usually that. is, that, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, no. Jay's great at that, I mean, because I feel like, there are like not to say that there aren't times where I haven't lost my shit because there are people have like yelled like sexist things at me. Yeah, of course. Just, like there was a dude making like sex sounds. Ew. The entire time. How does one lame. make sex sounds? <laughs> I was doing a I was doing a set about sex, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I bet you liked it like that." You thought he put it in stereo for you? Well, oh, but it's just God. like then he's like, "Cause I'm doing the set so that I'm taking my sexuality back," and then when he's doing it, it's like yeah. then yeah. the rest of my set felt right. dirty. And I'm like, oh. I can't, I can't do my set anymore. I don't want to talk about sex. Like, I want to cover up. And then I lost my shit. I like lost. I was like, oh, listen, yeah. you fucking troll. I was like, thank you for coming up from your mother's basement for long enough to judge by right. some women. And it's like that's gonna turn people off. But I was in a bad. Sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes yes. you just yeah, have to you gotta get rid of people. No, Especially you when like you work like all week on a set, and then it's like you had your five minutes, and then mm -hmm. someone's gonna right. go and like ruin that when you waited all week to go. Yeah, up. exactly. Yeah. And so. A lot of people, I think, have, like, their one way that they deal with mm -hmm. hecklers. Like, someone will just be like, cool, and then you should sign up, and you can get on the mic. You know, yeah, yeah. or, like, shut them up. But it is really a case-by-case -case basis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it depends on the crowd. And I got to imagine the ones where they're like that, where they're being overtly sexual, or they're, like, it's... trying to offend you based on your being a woman have yeah, to be, like, the hard. hardest to handle. Yeah. So, Brynn, I have to bring up something. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. It sounds juicy. So, uh -oh. No, this is what I'm bringing up. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah, okay. Oh, wait, now I want to know what you thought. No, no. Yeah, no. wait, hold on a second. Brynn has brought with her the handbook for the recently deceased. And we have Jeff Goldblum in the room. 
Okay, I'm sorry, I don't get the reference. Alec, no. you're thinking Alec Baldwin. Because Alec oh Baldwin. my god, I'm thinking Alec Baldwin. Yeah, that book that Jokes would be uh, the landing strip one. Um, oh, that's great. I, like, in my head, I'm, I have like 12 jokes. I'm like, do this one. This one starts off with me saying, um, So, me and this guy, we almost hooked up one night, but um, because I was a little shy, because I was a little hesitant, he asked me, What's the matter, girl? Is there something wrong with that landing strip? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? So, <laughs> so, then I go into pilot mode and I'm like, Shh, This is flight 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Our destination, but it seems to be an abandoned airport. Yeah. <laughs> the reason shrubs have taken over, it's overgrown. There's no landing strip inside. <laughs> over. Wait, 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 she, she has this another awesome one. Will you do the little mermaid one? And that thing, she's this, this is like my favorite of Olivia's trip. The thing about that one is, is I was told that another comic, Eliza Schweldinger, how do you say her name? Slinger. Apparently, she has a similar joke, but she's just like, why would you want your daughters to be like Ariel? She's a hoarder. That's all she said. No, fuck that. I have you a whole thing about. Tell your joke. Tell your joke. I actually yeah. am a hoarder. Her joke is really silly. So this joke is, um, you know, I feel like a lot of girls, her, you know, in case when they're younger, they always had a Disney princess they would look up to you or oh, relate yeah. to you. And my joke is like, oh, you know, I never, you know, felt that way or couldn't relate to one until I was older, and I realized I'm actually a lot like Ariel because we're both hoarders. <laughs> and then I start singing the song, and I'm like. I've got all my old school work from high school. <laughs> Empty Amazon boxes galore. You want a dead battery? I've got 20. <laughs> Who cares? No big deal. I want more. <laughs> and then I'm like, I know I sound just like Ariel. Don't I? <laughs> but I don't do that joke as often, even though I like mine better. You also heard that stuff. No, I like the Bigfoot yeah. joke that I love. Thank oh, you. I love a joke about Bigfoot. Please. Oh, tell it. Yeah. <laughs> I like really? a joke about Bigfoot. <laughs> this was the joke that when she told it, I was like, fuck, that's good. Like, when you feel jealous when oh. another comic tells oh. a joke. Oh, like, oh that good. happens all the time. And, yeah. Yeah. This is one I'm still kind of working on, and I don't often see it's the really dog good. in. I only use it at open mics. Uh, basically, it's uh, like, so you know how when you get out of the shower and you don't have a towel, um, you do the awkward, you know, sneaky walk down the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone else feel like Bigfoot when they could do that? Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I'll do the walk, and then I'll be like, oh, I hope no one saw me. And then I'm like, that's exactly what Bigfoot sounds like, by the way. A very nervous young woman doing stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Bigfoot joke. Like, this thing where she's like walking through. That's good. That's every picture you've ever Yeah, exactly. The duck face. I love it. I love it. This is kind of a weird question, but like I've been to stand up shows where like there's a guy and he's going to, like, everybody has the right to tell sex stories at stand up because sex stories are funny. But like there'll be some guy who's like, I had to hook up with this fat chick and it was so gross, but I got her. So I had to like eat her ass or what. And they're like weird about it and they're gross. Have you ever had to like, follow up with like that weird like he's belittled some uh nameless woman and then that's scary yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly like how does that 
that feel for you and how do you maybe counteract that? Is that like, like, Gary, yeah, yeah, Gary. Um, yeah. Olivia and I God. both have um, a lot of experience hosting, which is tough because you're sort of trying to steer the night. And so you mm-hmm. will get a lot of guys coming up and telling these jokes about women yeah. and um, I feel like the best way, especially when you're hosting, is just to go up and be like, his wife is lucky. Or like, you yeah. sort of diffuse it. Yeah, and then nice. you also let them know, like, that's not the tone right. that we mm-hmm. want here. And that's not the vibe. Yeah. That- so keep it going for this person. But I don't support yeah, that. Like, he's yeah, a dick. So the best thing is to go up, tell a quick joke. Like, and cleanse the palate. Like, sorry yeah. About your, yeah, sorry about your dick, bro. And then, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> and then it's like, it's all even. Yeah. And then we move on. You know, because people, do, as a comedian, this is a huge hot topic right now. Is like, what's off limits? What are you looking yeah. for? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And That's a big um, in comedy, I feel like people really feel entitled to alienate and insult people. Mm. And, you know, your yeah. style is your style. If I'm hosting or if I'm there, I'm not about it. Yeah. So I will say something and yeah. I will let you know mm-hmm. that it's not cool because, especially in this community where we are so close and supportive of each other and in this climate of women especially in comedy are scared to come out well yeah definitely it's frightening yeah and so if you see women getting up there and someone tells a a disgusting joke about women or a joke about rape and you get up there you're like give it up for blah 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 isn't he hilarious he's here every week Someone in the audience is like, I'm not getting up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, is this what this scene is about? And so it's important, I think, to say this dude's allowed to say what he wants. It's not cool with us. Right. And just so you know, we don't support that. That's not what we're about. And we're gonna we're gonna call it out and say, hey, that was shitty. This guy sucks. Next person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes it's not as common, but even now and then you'll see women comment. Uh, excuse me, women comedians of the little other women. And yeah, I was just like, going to say, yeah, it's, it's not just thing. men. I think, I think women could, could, could be guilty of this as well. Depending this on... is also hard because I will tell you that, like, growing up, coming up in comedy, you know, it was, like, the early Saturday Night Lives with, like, the church lady and all that stuff. It was yeah. awesome. It was also a boys club. It was Chris Farley, mm-hmm. Adam yeah. Sandler, yeah. David Foley. And they were making fun of women. They were... You're playing women. Well, the thing that's right. hard is, in, is the climate has changed so, so much in comedy in just 20 years. And I feel like in the beginning, especially when I was coming up in L.A., uh, the easiest way to get booked was to be a woman comic that said, I hate other women. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know if that was authentically what those women were about or if it was defense mechanism. Right. Because you're one that. of the boys that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I'm not like them. I'm not sensitive. Mm-hmm. And if you were a woman that walked up and was like, hey, that was fucked up what you said. It's like, oh, she's not cool. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we can't be cool around Bryn. Like, she's like such a nag. Or she's always telling us that we can't say this or we mm-hmm. can't say that. And so I am a big proponent that you can't, I'm not going to walk up to another woman and say, hey, maybe don't do that. You know, if I've had female comics come up and ask me for advice and I and to them I say don't speak badly about other women and don't call yourself a slut don't call yourself fat don't go down on your looks you know speak about what you want to and everyone has insecurities and we all talk about you know I talk about how I'm like lazy or messy because you know self-deprecation people respond to it and they like it but don't walk up there and think that you're going to differentiate yourself by saying that you're not a woman 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so that's the only advice that I would give. And then for us, it would just be, we don't do comedy like that, where we put women down. Mm-hmm. And like that's the best example that you can have our strong female comics talking about normal mm-hmm. things and not doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're going to move forward with it. For me, yeah. I feel like I, I talk about my insecurities a lot, my jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. And like, I think some people, like a lot of the men have misinterpreted it, like, oh, you're really setting women back. I'm like, no, I'm making fun of my insecurities so that people don't yeah. feel so alone. And so in the yeah. end, you just don't give a fuck about it. It's whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I'm talking it's about myself. I'm yeah. not walking up there and being like, don't you hate when fat chicks do this? And don't you hate yeah. when ugly yeah. chicks yeah. do this? It's like, you're talking about yourself. If I talk about my struggles with my weight, that's me. Oh, yeah. Men can talk about that. Women can talk about that. If I talk about sex, this is a thing right. that I hate is that if you inevitably talk to dudes about women in Instagram, they go, oh, yeah. they only talk about sex. They're just so dirty. I'm like, that's how they make it. It's like, we all talk about yeah. sex. Yeah, like, right. And they, like, really? So guys think that women talk <laughs> about sex. That's interesting. They're like, whenever you talk to anyone about eating shame, they're like, they just rely on like their vaginas and sex. I don't know. They they I've seen really more sorry, I'm talking about Yeah, yeah. 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 I have one. I'm sorry. And before all that stuff came out about Louis C.K., I would have conversations. I'd be like, okay. Tell me your favorite Louis C.K. joke. Oh, does it have to do with him masturbating? Oh, or having sex? Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. oh, well, I guess. Oh, I guess he does talk about sex. It, about it just sex. seems different. And it's, it's, oh, it's yeah, I'll tell you why. It's, there's such a weird dichotomy with like women and sex. Right. It's the Madonna whore complex. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. And so it's just like we're not allowed to be sexual, but then like they want us to be. And it's oh, just yeah. like, uh, kind it's of like a lady in the string and a freak in the sheet. Right. So yeah. Like, yeah. And not to be not to be exclusionary towards trans women or oh, anything yeah. here, oh, no, but, but like in the sense of like vaginas, um, I think guys don't like talking about them. And I used to, I will admit, I had biases as a kid. I'm like, why do lady comedians talk about their periods so much? Yeah. You? And they grow up. It's like, well, why the fuck wouldn't you? It's that, like, people, why do you guys talk about like jokes and wet dreams? Like, <laughs> talk about, like, yeah. shitting, it's funny like, and weird, and it makes you feel awkward, and that right. is so much of what stand-up is about. Well, like, yeah, exactly. That's so much of what comedy is yeah. about, is and the it, awkwardness it, of yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. When you, like, you yeah. said, like, your podcast is an outlet, stand-up really is. Like, if you feel shitty about something, Thing, it's like a little mini therapy session. Oh, sure. exactly. Like you go up and you're just like venting in a funny way, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but that is you getting <laughs> yeah. stuff off of your chest. Well, mm-hmm. comedy is about observing life. Exactly. And, and, right. and, and then, 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 and Look at these foibles. I can't believe I just said that. One. That was great. Foibles. 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 <laughs> Nerd. Sorry. And that's a T word. Possibly a G R E. Um, but no, if we can look oh, at these yeah. these these things in our in our lives and, and 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 these experiences that we have and that we also see in society. Yeah, exactly. And point these out to people in a, in an entertaining way, then we've done something. I always feel that comedy is not only entertainment but education. Yeah. And if you're yeah. not entertaining and educating at the same time, then you're not really doing comedy. And so the thing that I will tell you is that, you know, 10 years ago, no one was telling period jokes unless you were bit like I opened my face. Janine Garofalo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, Janine. No, Janine. Yes. Uh, but like the big comics, like Margaret Child, like the big comics yeah. were that, that could. Mm-hmm. Like if you were trying to get into an open mic night in LA, you were not talking about your period. Yeah. And so the women that did that, myself included, um, what you're doing is really paving the way for other women to be able to do it. You're yeah. normalizing it. 
So it, yeah. even though, because I felt jokes about hearing now people like, oh. Yeah. Like one time I was hosting and this guy was telling a joke about his girlfriend having her period and she was using like a diva cup. And he was like, look, I'm fine with you like getting the blood however you want to, but don't do this. And it's like, oh, you're fine with her doing yeah, things right. with her body? I don't allow you yeah. to command your tampons. And I went up and I said that. And I was like, cool. Glad to know we got the okay from you to yeah. collect our blood yeah. however we want. Thanks, yeah. bro. And a lot of guys got really pissed off. Like, why do you have to call them out like that? And it's like, right. You well, know, I think the idea, that's how I felt, damn it. And also, if right. I'm not allowed to tell a period joke, you sure as hell are allowed to tell a period joke. And then, like, yeah, it, like, I mean, again, you know, we're trying to be more inclusive this day and age, and there, of course, are trans women or yes, non-binary exactly. people. Yeah. But even then, like, the idea of femininity, like, we aren't allowed to own it, but then men want to talk about it. Yes. So I think this the idea, like, I'm not a very girly person myself. I'm not. But, like, the idea of letting me want to have makeup and be cute, but also be sexual and funny, I think should be in my own wheelhouse. I don't think, mm. I don't want a man coming up and speaking for me like that. Exactly. Like, well, this is what you can do in your body. Like, yeah. fuck and, you. And Let think, me tell you what I'll do. I think that's yeah. the temptation. Of, and it's scary for men. Yeah. And I think that is why women tend to, um, whether it's in comedy or, or even just in social settings, tend to do the, like, I'm not like other women or I'm yeah, not yeah. like the other girls. Yeah. It's, it's because we get put in such a tight box of what womanhood means. Um, exactly. And so yeah. you feel like you have to do the opposite sometimes to be like, well, I'm not. It's because we don't have like a well rounded idea. I mean, neither gender does to be, to be honest. We have exactly, really yeah. a confined idea of what manhood is and such a confined idea of what womanhood is. And so, that, yeah. um, it, right. And so you feel like you have to flip the script, which only like makes the, the first script worse. Right. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. It, it, yeah. it only just like, it shows yeah. that binary and it only confirms it rather than just showing yeah. like a bigger spectrum of what being a person exactly. is like exactly. regardless of your genitalia, like we're, we're all humans. We all have the, yep. the gamut of emotions, the human mm -hmm. experience. And so the fact that like we would limit ourselves to talking about it in certain ways is just kind yeah. of ridiculous. And yeah, so, exactly. So yeah. one of the things that's I think interesting about comedy now is is because society is changing so much, comedy is changing so much. Right. Yeah. And and, it, and again, it has to because it's a reflection of society. Art's a reflection of life. La la la. Um. And and so it's just it's kind of fascinating because twenty years ago, what was funny is not. Funny oh no, today. no. I mean, no, I watched. No. I was watching. God, what was I watching? I think it was National Lampoon's European or uh, National Lampoon's yeah, Christmas Christmas vacation yeah. with a bunch of people the other day, and I was watching it, yeah. and and some of the jokes that are that are standard classic yeah, I mean, Christmas yeah. vacation, and, you're and then like, you're like, oh, oh my god, god. Like, yeah. all the this Landis is no movies. longer yeah. funny. <laughs> no, it was the sixteen uh, candles. The oh, like the really and I was watching like, yeah, and I was watching Blade Runner with with somebody the other day, yeah, and uh. And there was a part where Harrison Ford and, and Sean Young are in the part and he closes the door. And you know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I'm sitting there with a bunch of men. I will not name who they are. But I'm sitting there <laughs> with a bunch We're of spared. men. And I'm watching it. And 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 the men were like, oh, oh that's a rapey. Rape? Yeah. Yeah. And I, now I'm a 44-year-old woman right. who grew up watching it originally. And I'm like, I don't know. Because when you grew up as a kid watching it, it's like weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. And you're like, and it was weird to watch men have that reaction like, and so me yeah. have the opposite, not opposite, but like a different reaction. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's. I'm the weird one. Yeah, and you're like, like, oh, like, this is normal. I'm okay yeah. with it being I used to And so it was very, very strange. And and, and you know, just now. as an example of yeah. of how society's changed in 20 mm -hmm. years. 
Um, and, uh, I'm certainly not saying that you should hold people accountable. I mean, you should always hold people accountable, but the jokes that I told 10 years ago, you know, I would never want someone to look back and people change. Apart. Yeah, yeah, of course. People change. Yeah. Learn. And, Society it about, changes. And it is about learning about that. I was recently asked so on the rest first jokes. Yeah. I, never, yeah. I want to do them again. Ever. Yeah. Um, I was on another podcast. I don't know. Is that kosher to talk about other no other no other podcast um like are people too pc now are are comics too pc and it it's that definition of like what is pc to you if if just not excluding an entire subset of people if that's pc to you okay well that's that's bullshit, okay? Mm-hmm. Because the whole thing is, especially in the arts, we're supposed to be inclusive and we're supposed to be able to make people feel safe and people are supposed to want to come and especially in comedy and laugh and it's cathartic. So if you're telling jokes that are offensive and to making an people uncomfortable and, yeah. and marginalizing an yeah. entire yeah. Sometimes group of half people, of the population, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah, like if you're alienating these people and you think it's funny, that's not about being PC, it's about hey. You're an asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like some people are assholes and yeah. don't be an asshole. And if you think that you're going to get up sta- on stage and tell jokes that are harmful or hurtful to people because they're different from you, don't expect people to react to that and say you're so funny and defend you and rally around you. Right. And there's a difference between like punching up and punching down. Like you can punch up and laugh at like social scenarios. Like you can give Harvey Weinstein yeah. shit uh, yeah. because he's an aggressor. You should mm-hmm. uh, laugh at the women the victims, he yeah. attacked because that's punching down and that's belittling some like yeah. those who are oppressed. You want to be laughing at how shitty the status it's the tiny is. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and, and historically, I mean, it's okay to make fun of the, the rich and powerful people right. because yeah. they're rich Old and powerful white and that's okay. Have at it. Yeah. Um, if anything, they like it too. Yeah. Um, ew. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> talking about me? What? Yeah, we see that every day now. Um, I'm not saying anything political. Um, anyways, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, well, so there is the, the, um, the thing about, um, oh, God. Crap. I hate this. So about yeah. crap. Thank um, you. Poopy <laughs> is funny. Poop is Everybody funny. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Well, it's like we were talking about when we did the Jeremy London panel. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, it's the number one rule to be in comedy, any profession, just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Be the number one yeah. rule. In in that should be the rule in life. Yeah, like, 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 don't don't be an asshole. If you don't be an asshole, everything else yeah. will work What does Michelle Pfeiffer say in Scarface? She's like, be nice and have cocaine. Sounds yeah. 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 Right. Which I don't believe in as a child I'm educator. Advocate Get that stitched on a pillow. Yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> and and by cocaine, we mean pixie skin. Exactly. Something I did want to bring up because you were talking about this before we started. Uh-huh. Um, possibly doing like a comedy. That's what I've been trying to talk <laughs> about twice. Thank you, Derek. Twice I've been That's like. Why I'm here. Twice I've been That's like. What house. do I want to say? Oh yeah. I'm not stoned. I'm not. I swear. I'm no. like this. I also all have adult ADD, and it's fine. And you've only had one drink. I have only had one, and it's empty. I know. I I saw oh, you do that. No. I did it too. Four one. Four one for the homies, but not me. Uh, um, no, so yeah, I wanted to, to, I guess, tell the world. Um, one of the reasons 
uh, a couple of reasons I did this podcast, or I, I didn't do this podcast, but I, 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 I talked Derek into doing this podcast, or he agreed, or however you want to put it. Um, thank you, Derek. Thank twist, you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Um, actually, people were interested in it, which I thought was great. Yeah. I think that's the reason you wanted to do it, because people were like, hey, that needs something. Well, it's, it's something, you know, and, we, and I was saying this off air, too. This is something that I've never done before. I think I may have interviewed one stand-up comic. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to be like, I've only interviewed one woman. <laughs> no, no. And then I married It her. was my mom. <laughs> Oddly enough, both of us. Oh, no! I walked right into that one. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. but what were you saying? Oh, sorry. You, you've only interviewed one uh, Only interviewed one stand-up comic, so. <laughs> sorry, guys. Hang on. So, someone's got to keep the host in line. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've only briefly delved into comedy as far as being a subject on this podcast. So mm-hmm. I jumped right <laughs> into Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to bring together women in comedy because, uh, because I feel, and I think we, we talked about this a little bit. I feel that it's a male dominated industry and, and uh, the, the U- UWF actually has a women's conference. Yes. That uh, improbable cause has been it to three times. And we've done uh, improv comedy as a troupe three times at the women's conference, and specifically to talk about women in comedy, um, because we are such a, in a way, a marginalized group, and um, and so I thought it was important to let you guys know that women are funny too. Yay, go us! Um, so, and that's one of the reasons. The other reason is. Um, the improv world and the stand-up world are, are very different worlds, and yet they're both comedy. Interconnected. Yeah. Um, and definitely interconnected. <laughs> and different so, cogs in the same machine. Different cogs yeah. in the same machine. And I've seen both Olivia and, and, and Bryn perform, and they're fantastic, fantastic uh, stand-up Thank comedians. You. And, uh, and, and I, I've enjoyed every time I've watched them. And of course I, I play with Kay and, and Christine all the time and Maggie and Lainey and Brooke and Debbie and Debbie. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. And Debbie. Um, and, and so I know some fantastically funny women. So, um, but the other thing I wanted to do specifically with stand up and improv is I'm really interested in, and Debbie and I have talked about this in the past and Bill, um, we're really interested to have a comedy festival in Pensacola. And I think it's important, so I'm talking to Jason and everybody else who's watching this and now. it seems very doable. I, I think it's very doable. I think it's really important that we have a comedy festival in Pensacola. We're, we're certainly big enough at this point. You guys know enough people nationally. Mm-hmm. We know enough people nationally as far as improv troops goes. Um, to have a comedy festival, maybe a one day or a two day festival, and to bring the improv and stand up world together and have like maybe uh, monthly meetings or quarterly meetings or something like that, where we can all just get together, have a couple of beers or, or alcohol, because we all like to drink. A couple of alcohol. Uh, a couple of alcohols. <laughs> and we'll have it here at Derek's. And, um, and um, oh, of course, you sketch comedy with Kitty, get a job, definitely. God, yeah. yes. Um, and, and, and with Chasing Fame, shout out to Marianne and yep. Scott, because we have, we have the Chasing Fame people, too, that, that's comedy oh. as well. So we've got a lot of different outlets for comedy in Pensacola. We could have a film fest part of the, the comedy oh, festival, awesome. yeah. stand-up yeah, part of the sure. comedy festival. We'd have improv part of the comedy festival and invite different groups around the country that we know mm-hmm. to come and perform with us. The Pushers in Virginia, I, I think, are a great group. Plan, Plan B, B in too, Virginia. Yeah. 
Um, some of the people that you guys know. We have dozens of dozens, so dozens of comedians. Yeah. 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 And so I, I definitely think it's doable. Uh, I would love to talk to the Pensacon people about it and see, you know, how they do their their thing and, and see what yeah. they think about bringing a comedy festival here and, and their thoughts about it. Um, I assume that's what you were talking about. Yes. Yay, good. Um, so yeah. You're so, doing, doing like a just a Gulf Coast Performing Arts Festival. A Gulf Coast Performing oh, yeah. Arts Festival, yeah. And so that's our, our shout out to the world right now is uh, okay. those of you who are in the know and interested and have the resources, um, let's get together and do a Gulf Coast Arts and Comedy Festival. Everybody look at the camera. That was good. Yeah. So do, it. It. do it. Do it. Do it. Good job. Um, but yeah, I do. I think it's important. And I, and I, and I really wanted to bring the improv world and the stand-up world together because yeah, we do awesome. such similar things, but we never see each other a whole lot. Yes, I mean, we come true. to each other's shows yeah. and stuff, but we never hang. like Lady Hop. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to, we are like Lady Hop. I love that. That's a great, that's a great fucking uh, analogy there. I'm nerd. You got, yeah. Yeah. Nerd. I finally got to do nerd to somebody. Yay. Except not to me. I think I think it's important, and yeah. so yeah. this will be our first be awesome. step into that yeah. realm. It would just be huge for the town. It'd be huge for the town. I think yeah. so too, and the revenue that it could bring in, oh, and sure. the 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 you know everything. Yeah. Um, because comedy's big here, and and I mean, you guys go all over the Gulf Coast and perform. Oh, yeah. there's another woman I want to give. A, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's another woman I want to give a shout out to, and I actually meant to have her on the panel, and I totally forgot. Her name is Teens Blackburn. And she does she does a, a web thing. I can't remember what it's called, but she, she does the internet. She does a bunch of comedy uh, and she's oh, ridiculously cool. talented, but she's part of the Gulf Coast people like over there in like Fort Walton and oh, Destin. Cool. Cause we have a lot of people over there yeah. too that yeah, are yeah, power yeah. talented. Yeah. And even down in Mobile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And Bay City oh, Improv is constantly yeah. bringing like super like big comedians into yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So where is the open mic in Mobile on Wednesdays? Uh, yeah, good question. The open mic in Mobile on Wednesdays is at the Blind Mule. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, it's in the attic of the Blind Mule. So it's actually this really awesome restaurant, and uh, it's a really cool space. You walk up some steps. We have like our own. Little it's area. An actual attic. Yeah. It's oh, an actual oh, attic. It's, it's a really cool. And place. there's a bar. And there's a bar up there. And that is every Wednesday. At, sign up starts at nine, I think, and it really only takes like forty five minutes. And to it's get an there. open mic. Um, yeah, it's an open mic on Wednesdays, awesome. and they do shows every other Saturday. Every other Saturday. And uh, you and never know who's gonna pop in. Because a couple years ago, yeah. when I last minute decided not to go to the open mic, Hannibal Buress, my favorite. No. Oh, oh my shit. god. Oh my yeah. god. Shout out to Ryan Jen for that because he is the organizer of mm -hmm. Blind Mule and it yes. is a really an awesome space Jesus. and the crowds there are rad. They're just so cool. They're Mobile Mobile right? is generally a really cool crowd. Like yeah. even yeah. doing karaoke mobile, people mm -hmm. are like Wow! And you're like, yeah. like okay, cool. If well, I did this you're doing, doing karaoke, 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 karao
burlesque show at the the Alchemy Tavern a couple oh, months it's like ago. Right, it's right next to right. It's, oh, it's all in that stretch. And like that tiny fucking room is just as like supportive and yeah. powerful as like vinyl is down here. Oh, that's yeah. Mobile is incredible for the arts. I've done a lot of film out there and just like it's like a miniature New Orleans. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah. Well, yeah, they originated Mardi Gras. It, yeah, yeah, they did. Mobile and Pensacola share a lot of comics. A lot of people go back and forth. Oh, that's and cool. There are a lot of really talented people down there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, they so Mobile, yeah. come do the festival with us. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, this is city. Well. Yeah, or do yeah. it in Mobile. I don't care, man. Yeah, we can do it. Not the Mobile part of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 does a lot with that. Uh, shout out to my, yeah. Yeah. yeah, shout out to my friend Trey Lane, who is a big director at Mobile and Ooh. does that every time. So yeah, yeah. Shout out awesome. to him. yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of connectivity between mm-hmm. this area yeah. and it, and Fort Walton's doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Fort Walton, Pensacola, Almost. Mobile. I mean, between the three major cities, well, I think we're, we we could do a lot. Yeah. Do a lot. Yeah. I feel like stand up has kind of died in Fort Walton though. Because well, we JJ left and, and uh, Drew Wayne, who booked with shows at the Green Door, we used to do shows there every week. Uh, and like he the moved away. Power Hour. Yeah, moved, a lot yeah. of the yeah, a lot uh-huh. of just moved away from there. So it's just kind of yeah, no, it's not, yeah. Stand up kind of died for Walton for now. Sorry, Sorry guys. Maybe it'll make a comeback. Uh, it'll make yeah, a comeback. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure it will. Walton. It definitely will. Make yeah. it happen. Call Be funny. Us. Yeah, we'll come out and do your shows. Do you live in Fort Walton? Are you funny? Call us. Do you know someone who owns a venue in Port Walton that would like comedians? <laughs> That's your pen or So in closing, I'd like to ask, as we've heard their favorite stand-up jokes, what's your favorite improv game to play? Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Like, oh, God. Like, like, I know. Testing your improv game? skills. Oh, ooh, so many. I like them all. Yeah. It's easier for me to tell you which ones I don't like because I'm bad at right. them. Right. <laughs> I, I know my favorite game, so I can okay. say my favorite. My favorite game is um, party courts. I do like party courts. I love party courts. Fun one, yeah. And because four squares really fun. Four squares fun. Um. Um, I really like gibberish murder mystery. I love gibberish murder it's mystery. So oh, gibberish murder mystery is awesome. Yeah. You're, this last uh, Saturday we had an amazing show, and and Kay was so fucking funny at gibberish murder oh. mystery. Like the crowd was just like losing their shit. I was oh. losing my shit. It, like off to the side. Like. Yeah. 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 Me. I am so proud to be with all of you because the way the thank you for the kind words you said about me that's how I feel about you guys constantly like I'm when I'm not on stage I'm rolling in the aisles because I'm like how the fuck are they thinking of this like it's just incredible to me so I love you but oh, anyway. yeah I see in, uh, you know and and I see in general I, I think is we we easily and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sound pompous at this point but um <laughs> and when I say we I don't mean me I mean them uh easily rival any national group. I, I'm going to say it. I'm just throwing down that comment right now. Um, there have been some people who travel to other cities people. and are like, their improv trip's not as cool as your guys. Just putting that out there. No, and that's part of why we need to have a comedy festival because we need to invite other troops here and kick their ass. No, I'm wrong. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, I was kidding. But I think one of the best things you can do as an as a, as a improv comedian is watch other improv comedians sure, yeah. 
And well, and the can same stand up too. Right? Yeah. 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 being the people that do good crowd yeah. makes you a better comic. And if yeah. we can have yeah. other yeah. people from other places come here and do good improv and do good stand up, it's going to make us better in the long sure. run. And this business, and let's be honest, is all about contacts. And the more sure. people yep. you can get to know, and the more contacts hashtag you can networking. make, yeah. hashtag networking, <laughs> the better your comedy is going to be overall. So yeah. uh, you know that's why I think it's important to to bring bring the world together in, yeah. in a comedy hub. We are the, the world. world. Oh no! Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, on that note, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jared. Yeah. And thank you thank for you the My thanks again to Christina, Nicole, Kay, Bryn, and Olivia for taking the time to have that amazing discussion about women in comedy. I can't wait to see their stand-up and their improv work at Improbable Cause and Back Porch Comedy. Be sure to follow both of those on social media. But next week is a discussion that is kind of a personal thing to me. Um, for all of you who have been following this show for really since the beginning, know I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And The Last Jedi, the latest Star Wars movie, has been causing uh, quite a bit of controversy as to how polarizing it is. And we're going to be debating it. Was The Last Jedi really a good movie? Or is it the worst Star Wars film since the prequels? Some say it's even worse than that, which I think is a, a little, little harsh. But uh, we're going to be debating that next week. Uh, that will be this upcoming Tuesday, which will be January the 16th at 7.30 p.m., Central Standard Time. So definitely uh, check that out on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Podcast, And join in the conversation. Let us know your thoughts on The Last Jedi. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Or were you just indifferent to it? You know, always love hearing from the fans. Also, don't forget to follow me on other forms of social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. And if you want to check out past episodes just go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all those fun podcasting platforms, and just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. But I believe that does it, so enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next week with the Star Wars Last Jedi debate. Thank you.